I'll go to cool.com. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast after low these many weeks. Low everybody, I'm Jake. Uh, and I'm Riff. Uh, and third low, uh, hot stuff. See, Riff didn't do a second low. I know, that's why I uh, called I, it out with my third low. I got startled because just at that moment my somebody texted my phone and I got confused. <laughs> Would you describe the sound of the, your phone made uh, when uh, the text arrived as a low sound or a lowing of a cow? Mm, well, it's that weird laugh that Jeff Goldblum makes in that movie. How low, would you? Low, how would you? Low, 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 yeah, low, low, yeah, kind of like that. Low, 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 low. God, guys, I've been practicing my Jeff Goldblum impression. It's really good. The entire time between this uh, KOL show and the last show. Ah, uh, man. Uh, you know who's been working on Kingdom of Loathing uh, lately is Chris Moyer. Yeah. Chris C.D. Moyer Moyer. C.D. C.D. Moyer Moyer. Riff. Riff. Riff 2. Connor also. I mean, I do some art. I do some arts here and there. That's true. Um, I got the next item of the month is is all me, but I have to wait until the... So, content locked for West of Loathing is uh, Friday. So, anything that I... Any idea that we've had in the last two years that we want to have in the video game has to be in the video game by Friday, or it's not going in the video game, or at the very least, it's being relegated to a later potential DLC future. Uh, yeah. So, I'm not working on fuck all except that until then. Although I am almost out of ideas. Good. It finally <laughs> happened. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I know I have a lot of ideas, and then I'm like, "Riff, write this idea." Yeah, and you're like, uh, "But the, but I want to write my idea." I get a that's note that's like, say. "Put a puzzle here," and I'm like, "What?" That's great. <laughs> uh, well, should we get to should we get to some of these um, Monty Hall problem riff? <laughs> that that's what we could do for the four doors for, for that thing. Uh. <laughs> How do you turn how do you turn the Monty Hall problem into a game? Uh you just do in some funny way. I, like it doesn't have to actually be a real puzzle, right? There could be a the, guess what, behind on, guess the wrong curtain and get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean do, do we add a host? Dude, I don't know. Welcome to the uh. murder game. <laughs> Because there has to be a, you know, you pick yes, a door and then yeah. and then the host says, well, I'll tell you what. Right. It's definitely not a murderer. Behind the, except it's like you're looking for like a murderer's pants <laughs> or something. Right. Because you know where the murderer is. He left a note. Right. You didn't change that note, did you? No, I don't think so. Uh, okay. Good. It's a good note. Uh, yeah. I like I like Drew Toothpaste. Um, should we get to some questions yes. sent in by Kingdom of Loathing sure. podcast listeners such as Shamu who writes maybe I'm jumping the gun pun intended a bit here but do you have any more game projects in mind after West of Loathing they don't have to be real ideas I mainly just want to hear some brainstorming congratulations on announcing a release date for West of Loathing too day one perch for sure for me yay good thanks Shamu that's what we need so we that do. we can we want a lot it of can be us purchase. who charted so, it, so we otherwise we'll be dealt uncharted it, we'll have smelt it uh I mean, there are definitely ideas for games after, uh, after West of Loathing in this engine. Yep. 
Um, I mean, heck, if it does well, we can, we'll just do every every genre. Every genre, yeah, including you know something that I would really like to do is just a Kingdom of Loathing game in hmm. this engine where it's just huh. like because then it can kind of be anything. So I mean, <clears throat> we, we we would get to potentially do one of those amazing like reboot naming things. It'd be like Kingdom of Loathing <laughs> One or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> or I mean, it could just be like World of Loathing. It'd be, it'd be King K One Kingdom of Loathing. <laughs> of Loathe One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. That would oh that means it has an eleven in it. I like I like it. I have been so focused on this that I have not been thinking of other games that I want to make. That's good. Um, you know, I still want to make uh, I still want to make a game that's like procedurally generated gradius, where after you play for a while and then you have to pick a combination of power up and difficulty multiplier. Um. So it's like you get a shield, but all of the enemies take get one more hit point. Uh, you get a gun that shoots up, but a bunch of enemies appear on the floor or whatever. Or you get a speed boost, but the uh, the level gets peppered with more obstacles, like and just goes on like that until you crash. Every time I talk to anybody about this, they're like, "No, the only people who play shmups are are stuck in this orthodoxy about what shmups are supposed to be, and it's pointless to make a shmup now." And I'm just like, "Hey, shut up, dummy!" Or do, do not say shmup up. Yeah, shut shmut up. Why don't you shmup? By which I mean shut up, dummy. Shmup is just short for shut up, dummy. <laughs> I don't really talk to people like that anymore. <laughs> I mean, I never really did. I don't think I ever like unironically said "shut up, dummy" to anybody. You so I mean to get back to the question I feel like you have a kind of pretty well conceived idea of what the next game would be like sort of yeah there are some big structural questions sure. left to answer but but it is um, see so I had a I had a pretty good idea of what it was going to be even before we started working on or while we were working on West of Loathing, right? Like, what's another thing that we could do in this style? But as West of Loathing became a game where you could... It, like, I always wanted it to be possible to complete the game without any fights, but I, it ended up being way more straightforward, right? Like, yeah. we started really allowing every fight to be avoided and going out of our way to just, like, definitely provide other solutions to almost every problem that fighting is a solution to um and if people like that it would be weird to make a game where you just have to fight a bunch of stuff which is kind of what the second was going to happen in the second one oh was it yeah because it's just less you know yeah i don't know it's eh. you know we got some thinking to do but i mean hopefully west of loathing does well enough that we can spend some time making some dlc for it and you know, continuing to refine our skills. And, no- and noodling. Engine. Noodling around. Yeah, just noodling. Just do some noodling. Just do, just spend all the entirety of Doodle Noodle Day just doodling, make some new art for it, and noodling, make some new ideas for it. <laughs> Grimdell says, love the new item of the month. First thing I fueled my Aston Martin with was cottage cheese. On a related <laughs> note, we can, we can already use beer to fuel the car. Any thoughts on a mode to let us use banana peels, a combat item, to fuel our car? And a Back to the Future reference? Uh, that's funny. Um... It's 
Riff, do you think anyone is going to get the joke? <laughs> I mean, like one one guy on the forum did. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So that that's good. I mean, yeah, you kind of have to be like what, like in your thirties to forties to either be in your thirties and or forties to have gotten it, like or older to to have gotten that joke contemporaneously or just be into old things if you're younger than that but yeah and i mean i feel like anyone who anyone of our generation who read mad magazine as a kid got not to spoil the ref but uh got i mean it always felt like it was from the 60s yeah forever yeah and ever yeah um <clears throat> Stiffney says, hey, guys, I can see the spy car is a great new item of the month already. It looks pretty straightforward, but I bet there's some secret involving inputting certain food or booze. I'm on to you guys. I wouldn't look too hard for secrets. This is a pretty yeah. simple one. But that's one a really good idea. We, are busy <laughs> yeah, as we, S. we could potentially still do that, but we, yeah, we, we were we, all super busy, so it, this was deliberately pretty simple. We uh, we do reserve the right to, to come back uh, and revisit it a little bit in the middle of this month if, yeah. if uh, people are not feeling it keelan 124 says please make more simple passive quality of life items of the month this month's rotation is killing off doghouse love bugs and barrel god all of which are lovely zero effort constant bonuses we haven't gotten much to replace them recently most new items of the month are powerful but fiddly as fuck it's a pain to spend so much time keeping them optimized kgb is a perfect example what is what do you have to do to keep you have to set it up like once you've once you've sort of figured out how it works uh it's not um all that complicated although there are a series of steps that you have to take like every ascension. like 10 times a day or just no just every ascension and then it becomes just a thing that you can go to for buffs and whatnot uh but it's not super straightforward and it doesn't it doesn't like pr- present itself with a straightforward menu because i kind of wanted it to be right arcane um, I mean, there is probably some shortcutting that we could do once you've demonstrated that you know how to do something, maybe just a button for doing it, although then that kind of fucks up some other bits. It does. It. That's the problem. Yeah. Well. So people have, if there, there are a handful of scripts out there to do the basics of it. So I think if you're super serious, you'll probably just end up doing that. A Smith's girl says, can we please have a chat effect that attaches random cliched trending hashtags to the end of everything we type? Or at least can I? <laughs> hashtag blessed. Hashtag extra blessed. Uh, that's pretty good. That's really good. Yeah. Just because we could do a lot of just literally random hashtags yep. out of the word yep. the word buckets filled with words and that the, we the have. And the item should be a, a lunchbox or whatever that icon is in NetHack. What? The, the hashtag. Oh, 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 oh. It could be full of hash browns. Okay, yeah, you could eat hashtag browns. Yep. <laughs> hashtag brown was uh, my favorite uh, young adult yeah. uh, fiction detective. The short order cook solves mysteries. Zen Zero Zero says, how much coffee or other stimulative substances were consumed in the creation of this project? Oh, my God. I drink a lot of fucking coffee now. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> I don't. I don't. But I drink a lot of booze. Huh. So that's that's. Do you think that's a stimulative substance? Sure. It stimulates my will to live. <laughs> yeah, a lot of coffee, a lot of booze, a lot of uh, extremely low dosage marijuana edibles. Okay. <laughs> Not at work. I mean, that's you know to Gosh. unwind at the end of the day. Uh, 
I just do like an energy drink for breakfast and the rest of the day is lacrosse. An energy drink for breakfast, an energy drink for lunch, and a sensible dinner. That's right. Of uh, uh, four energy drinks. <laughs> so, Riff, you can you purchase and consume La Croix, yeah, uh, instead of just getting like your own carbonator. Yeah, I mean, well, the, see, the difference is La Croix tastes like asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I drank one the other day. Like everybody loves them. They're gross. And I was at the office during They're the weekend, gross. and They're I really and bad. I grabbed one. And just I'm like soda water that smell like fruit. Well, the, but, and they taste like got a weird you chemical pulled taste. all of the asshole juice out of a Diet Coke and concentrated it into something that... <laughs> I thought you were going to say that the asshole juice out of a badger or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, 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 do not, uh, I do not agree with that opinion, but you're welcome to it. <laughs> You'll defend to the death my... <laughs> my you're my right, right to think to, that La Croix right tastes like asshole juice. Yeah. Well, it tastes like soda water plus asshole juice. You're not going to die on this quad. It's like a more expensive, <laughs> shittier version of soda water. It's not expensive. That's that's part of the thing. Is it's it's pretty cheap as a can of beverage. It's called Speed Stick. It's, it's not expensive. It is way more expensive than just drinking water out well, of the tap yeah. or it, carbonating your own water or out of the toilet. Well, <laughs> sure. It's it's more expensive than carbonating your own water so, so long as you're willing to go through setting up like your elaborate soda stream hack we don't use that anymore yeah get rid of the soda stream just just buy a co2 tank and uh a carbonator fitting mm. uh and it's it's a one-time fee of maybe 100 bucks 100 bucks for everything yeah and then and then maybe two dollars a year for wow. co2 that no, well not in usage. not in san francisco but like yeah t- 10 or 10 or 20 bucks a year for CO2, and then you've got as much carbonated water as you can... Uh, like, as much drink. as you want. Literally, like, we could solve the world's water crisis by <laughs> just having as much of this as we want. Yeah. Because it doesn't so, come from anywhere. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are so many countries where kids don't have uh, access to clean carbonated water, and we, we could just solve that. Yep. Yeah. We could actually... We could put, why don't we put out forest fires with our carbonated water bottles? That, yeah, it's great. That's often the problem with forest fires, is that uh, firefighters just don't have enough water. Yep. Can you can you uh, can you do that with other gases? Could you could you heliumify water? I don't know. That's an excellent question. You drink it and then you'd burp, but instead of sounding like burp, it would sound like burp. Yeah. You <laughs> can carbonate fruit. Yeah, which apparently that. is That's pretty so good. Hmm. Uh, I was reading about how carbonation, uh, how carbonated water was sort of discovered. How do, like there were carbonated springs out there in the are, world, I've so had, like I've you can some. you can just find that. Yeah. But uh, the, the first gross. person to make it on purpose was just a guy who was really fascinated with. He did not understand that it was carbon dioxide, but he was just a guy. It was in like I want to say he was in the U.S in the late 1700s, early 1800s. And he became fascinated with the substance that was obviously there in the tops of barrels where beer was being brewed. And he could like, you know, like it would put a candle out if you dip a candle in it and you could pick it up and put, you could grab it in a bowl and pour it into another vessel in which it would put a candle out. Like it just must've seemed like fucking crazy. Oh, cause it's heavier than air. Yeah. And so it would just sit on top of the, just sit on top of the, the, the beer barrels and you can mess around with it. And the way that he carbonated water was by just 
taking a bowl of water and pouring, pouring the water back and forth between two bowls in immersed in the layer of carbon dioxide and it just carbonated the water huh. that way. Um, Wacky. Yeah. And it was surprisingly early that they figured out how to like just do it on purpose and then sell it. Um, Cause it really just takes agitation. You know, there's nothing. I, I wonder if you just pressurized a bottle and didn't agitate if it would eventually, eventually reach an equilibrium. But I, I don't know. Agape says, or maybe agape. Agape is a thing, right? Isn't that like a it's kind one of, the, of it's one of the Greek kind of loves? loves. Yeah. What is it? Uh, what's what? What's what is it? I believe that it's is love of an angry gorilla. <laughs> uh, like, fuck, is that like spiritual love or like okay, like something? brotherly love? That's Philadelphia. Well, because there's eros, right? Which is like sex, sexy love. Yeah, and then there's Philos, the love of like your cat. Fr- fr- yeah, friendly love, and then oh, that's P H I O. Oh, yeah, the Philadelphia. Yes, I what. Wow. What? You made a joke and it wasn't a joke. Damn it. <laughs> it means it's not funny. Uh, and then there's agape, and then there's one more that I'm forgetting. Uh, na- namaste. Agape might be like, uh, might be like relationship love. Love of country. I don't remember. Um, will there be any interactivity between Kingdom of Loathing and West of Loathing? Oh, it's love between two video games. <laughs> um, there will not exactly. no, not exactly. That, so something that we are not allowed to do is, uh, well, we could potentially like let you log into your KOL account from West of Loathing and then give you a thing that way. But I don't think we're gonna do that. Yeah, it's a bunch of extra um, infrastructure stuff. We cannot we had initially talked about selling a kol item uh, on steam on steam but we are not allowed to do that um so we might have to do a weird end run around that um i talked to the the sunless sea and fallen london people about how they did this stuff and their stuff it was fairly straightforward to like you know associate a fallen london account with a steam id for sunless sea but they were never allowed to like sell anything one way or another and they just kind of like all right, well, you've unlocked this in Sunless Sea by having a Fallen London account, and you've unlocked this in Fallen London by doing a thing in Sunless Sea, which you could just, like, fake, right? So, like, that, like, because West of Loathing is just running on the client machine, there's no way we'd be able to trust it, so we right. wouldn't be able to give you anything cool, because anyone could just have it by faking the Chivo or whatever. Just gotta fake the Chivo. And grind the molten bucket. Sorry, gleam that cube. Gleam it. Lord Apple says, can you kill a hermit in West of Loathing? No, there is no hermit in West of Loathing. That's mm, good. There's one in a, there's one in a story that exists within West of Loathing. Actually, two. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Yeah. I was just, I was thinking about that thing that I, that I tried to figure out last night that I couldn't figure out. <laughs> is this a new thing that I haven't seen yet? Maybe. I mean, I haven't ever played this game. Is it, is it good? The game's pretty good. Okay. People, people keep telling us that it's good. Can I buy it? Can I? Is it a day Not, one perch? Uh, I can't you should, buy it. You, should, you can't buy it. I can't buy it. I already own it. Yeah. There, I have 25 of my friends play it. Because <laughs> I'm Steam friends with all the beta testers. 
Super excited about West of Loathing. So far, it looks great, guys, says Jehuzdui. On a different topic, are there any more plans for a karma sink? I was talking in chat with a few folks, and we have excess. We have an excess of 10,000 extra karma. Would it be possible to spend a couple hundred karma to get an extra instant karma? A karma tat? A useless familiar? The karma vulture? What, what, we could, we could make vulture? a sports car that burns karma as fuel. Oh, and it's, I didn't it'd be a Carmen Gia. That, that pun that was totally accidental. Oh, karma! Yeah. A sports karma, a Carmen Gia, yeah. a karma and you, you just made a sports car that takes something else and burns. Let's do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So riff riff only has one idea. Yeah. yeah. Apparently. <laughs> uh, um, well, I, the idea of a astral tattoo seems totally on. Yeah. There's just not anywhere to sell it. You know, and I don't know, we'd have to animate one of those cloud buildings again. There wouldn't be a tattoo shop in heaven. Tattoos are for fucking sinners. Riff, you're a sinner. Oh, no. You were born an original sinner. You were born from original sin. <laughs> if I had a dollar bill for every tattoo you had, I'd have a dollar. It's true, you would. Do you only have one? Yes. <laughs> Even though it was bifurcated by that surgery, you think you... It does it still it count wasn't. as one tattoo? Oh, I see. Um... <laughs> He looks down and he's like, ah, I haven't was, looked at that in a long time. It, it was bifurcated at like the 95% mark. So I, I, oh, I, I see. so do, if you, if you cut like 5% of an earthworm does it off, gr- does it grow do a new have, one? Yeah. yeah. Is it like the tattoo of Theseus? <laughs> is it? Do, so is your tattoo such that if you touched it with the like, uh, magic wand tool, it would get all of it? <laughs> or are there any, are there any parts of it, like topologically, are there any parts of it that are distinct from the others? Uh, no. I mean, apart from the little bit that's on the other side of the scar, it is all one, one uh, single unit. Although you'd have to, it's it's an old tattoo, so you'd have to up the threshold on that magic wand to, uh, tool pretty high. Mm. See, I'm used to working with art that's just black and white, so... Uh, right. That's been, that's been really helpful is just the the pureness of the art aesthetic makes it so easy to change and fix things <laughs> well for west of loathing stuff yeah. yeah i am slowly secretly migrating the kol art process over to that process the next thing that i need to do is switch to photoshop um <laughs> it has it has become i mean i'm doing it after the game ships obviously like because i feel like i'm gonna need like a month of using it all the time to really get up to speed. Sure. I'm going to need like a day of setup, like getting my trying to get like keyboard shortcuts that my muscle memory agrees with. Uh, but the problem I'm having now is that scanning things at the much higher resolution that, uh, West of Loathing art is worked on at. It's way easier to work on. And it's way easier to like make little edits and stuff and fix it when it's gra- scanned without being scanned using the, the scanner's archaic grayscale settings that we have to set up a custom curve to like match the way things used to be. Uh, so the problem is that the paint program that I use is so old that it won't use more than two gigs of RAM and mm-hmm. it starts to fill up when I'm working on too many things. And it just like, I'll just select something and copy it. And then when I go to paste it, it'll be like, nope, not enough memory. Mm. Like, come I can't, on. I can't both have this in memory and put this down. Yeah. yeah. You might be able to find, uh, uh, soft, like paint, modern paint software that'll do what you want without being as complicated and expensive as Photoshop. I use yeah, something I'm, called Acorn, but I don't know if there's a Windows version of that. There, I mean, they might still be making Paint Shop Pro, you know? Buy an older version of Photoshop where, before it became the... Before it became a subscription. Yeah, subscription model. Gross. 
SSBB hack says, what is your favorite thing about West of Loathing so far? Let's all answer this. Yeah, uh, that's but a I'm really going to I'm going to go first in kind of this is kind of an abstract thing about it, but I I don't I don't think that I have been particularly I don't think that I've done an amazing job of this uh or even a even a competent job of this, but I like that I have had the ability to sort of create occupiable spaces for the first time in a way that KOL never really afforded me like making we just we did not do a lot of things like here's a kind of a complicated dungeon where all of these rooms fit together in complicated ways like everything is pretty straightforward branching structure generally speaking but we could do that yep it's not it, it it is it is more random access than it would ha- than it would like normally be like than a normal video game would be because I just sort of decided that like there's never a point where you're not allowed to just go back to the map so you kind of just have unlimited teleporty style fast travel in it which we wouldn't have to have done that right um, that was actually a question from a tester was uh, if I go to the map and say wander so like I actually like leave the space but I come but then I exit the map i'm back where i was within a space and not back at the entrance yeah and that's weird i I mean it's i could see either way yeah you know but um so i think my favorite thing about it is that it actually has spaces to explore and like we can do a thing like oh here's a drawer that you might not have found the thing that was in it because you didn't see it like you didn't mm. notice it or you didn't bother to walk over to it and check, which is not a thing we can do in KOL. Like in KOL, that would be like in a choice adventure and there would just be a button there. We did a little bit of that with uh, Spooky Raven, right? Like there was some that, things out in the world that you the bookshelf could see and, and stuff. Click on. Yeah. But that very, but that, very small. And that also kind of doesn't it doesn't like fit the kind of right. gameplay aesthetic that KOL has established. Just like making something that is involves you moving around in a space is yep. the thing that I'm, I think the most excited about as a difference. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I that's kind of the same flavor of thing that I was going to say is just that there is this world there that is explorable and vast and it's just great sort of wandering around from space to space and, and checking it out and, there's just there's so fucking much going on in this game. It is ridiculous. There are like thirty six hundred sprites in the in the <laughs> art repository now. I, you know, and the the great thing is there is going to be a kind of person who who sits down and plays this and like has like three hours and plays it and have fun. They see a bunch of jokes and they're like, "That was great," and they put it down and they're done. Yeah. And then there's going to be a kind of person that's like, "Wait a second, there's like." There's more going on here, and they're going to like get into it, and they're going to get deep into it. Yeah, and they're going to spend like, like yeah, they'll, they'll forty or fifty hours. Like, there's a there's a lot of text and seemingly <laughs> a unique like quest line for this one partner I chose, but I could have chosen from like four of these. Yeah. Therefore, what what have I missed here? So yeah, you think forty hours? Yeah, really? I think really? so. To- yeah, I mean, I guess if you're having to f- figure out what everything is, yep. and that's that's a stretch. I don't know that I believe that it there is enough game to really. People spent an hour in the prologue. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, there's. I'm look. I'm not going to deny that we made a lot of fucking game. That's <laughs> something that is also nice. Just going back is like there are a lot of things that we don't have to. Like, obviously, my ability to draw is limited <laughs> compared to our ability to write in terms of descriptive power, but we can just do a lot of stuff without having to write it. <laughs> right. But then we can also get away with if something crazy happens, we can just write that yeah, and not yeah. have to, not have to animate it. You know, um, the, the other thing that's really fucking good about this, which, you know, a player is never going to see it, is the, the, like the engine, the tools are so good. Like we can just yeah, do so much. so much nicer to work on this than it is to work on KOL. It's like KOL's tools got pretty refined, but the game still always was what it was. Yeah, and it yeah. like, you know, so much of it relied on whoever was writing the stuff, just like knowing how the PHP worked because right. that's just how everything was. It would be super nice if we can get uh, CDM to implement back over his, uh, like the, you have changed this checker. And the uh, mm. and the the parentheses checker is so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what what we're discovering is uh, the we the the value constantly. of an integrated development environment, <laughs> right? Which is like we still do all of our work in web forms. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> what's your what's your favorite thing, Riff? Uh, I like the way conversations work. I I really like the little hmm. like the little comic strip faces and putting the dialogue in the little word balloons but but still having the ability to add narrative text in between them if you want and yeah you know, that's it's real uh, comfortable i do super flexible it bothers me a little bit how how much work kevin has to put into making sure that all of the stuff that we write conversation wise and narrative wise breaks fits. In the right place. Yeah, yeah. That it breaks that, in the right places. I kind of wish, wish I just, I kind of wish the font size was a little smaller so you could have more on one screen. But yeah, I have, I've kind of been getting used to, to working within that restriction, it's, but it's usually like three or four exchanges and yeah. then, a, and then a yeah. break. Yeah. I mean, I just like, I wish that we had a model where, it was where that. the engine handled it somehow, like where it was yeah. okay for it to be longer. And it just would be like, gave you a little arrow at the bottom to scroll down to where yeah. the buttons were as opposed yeah. to, as like opposed to scrolling old, stuff off. Like how off in an screen. old Infocom game, it would give you the little click to continue or press any key to continue. Yeah. I agree that that would, that would be preferable, but it's at this point we don't have the, yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, things would have learned. I mean, you know, also like there's no reason that thing couldn't be taller. Right. It's just we've gotten used to the sure. size that it's at. And also like it's most of the screen on an iPad. Yeah. Right. There's a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff that was like it doesn't really feel like compromises anymore because we've gotten used to it. But there's a bunch of stuff is like this game has to look OK at four by three yeah. aspect ratio because we're we test it on we demo it on iPads. Yep. Um, and we're going to be selling it on iPads um, and figure out how all that shit's going to work. Yep. Um. And, you know, if I have my way, we will also be selling it on iPhones. Yeah. I mean, I like, I really hope that that happens because if that happens, it means that we made enough money for me to feel like it <laughs> made sense to support it, to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just because I think it is, I don't know. I mean, I could also just say like, okay, cool. Let's port this. I don't want to be involved in any of the decisions about what anything looks like. Like we can hire be. someone who knows how to make a UI for a phone game or you guys can do it. But yeah. I just, the thing that I dread about putting this game on a phone is 
figuring out how it looks. Figuring out how to make it look like a not tiny garbage fire. Yep. I think I think it's right gonna now be it looks fine. like a great big garbage I think fire. It's gonna be on, fine. A, on a huge sixteen by nine monitor. We don't have any garbage fires. If we made a KOL game, one. we could make a Hobopolis and just we could really what if you easily just, make a what garbage fire. If you just fire? went to Hobopolis, yeah. what if you were walking around Hobopolis yeah. looking at stuff? Getting, oh man. Getting jumper cables in your nipples. <laughs> Do you think <laughs> that just like a literal recreation? of KOL. It's weird how much harder it is to make fights in this game though. Because, what do you mean by harder? Well, you can make a real simple fight, right? Where like a, you know, any number of dudes with two arms and two legs hit you with a thing that's shaped like a stick because of animation. Because of animations, yeah. There's not like, you know, to add some crazy new monster ability in KOL, it's like a couple lines of code and a couple sentences of writing whereas to do it in this it's like more but combat is way more combat can be way more complicated right like yeah. you can have like nine versus nine fights potentially um it, what do you guys can you imagine this game with a multiplayer component yep like what does that look like i mean i could imagine it as an mmo but what does that look like? I mean, I like I could imagine like small party based things where like there was a town where there were a lot of people running around and we made that big. So there was a lot of room. And then you would group up and go on, you know, four or five person like the content was largely instanced. I would I would actually see like I have a harder time imagining group content than I do just having other people moving around in the world doing stuff. But th- but then are you like competing for spawns? I mean, like that's not us. That's like no. like I like making a mud in this engine seems like a waste of everybody's time because it's just hey let's spend a lot of effort making gameplay that is dissatisfying. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a good question. Like in the hub towns, having just other people wandering around that were real yeah. humans would be places you could go to talk and stuff. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh. Having to validate everything against the server adds a whole yeah. other layer of complexity, like just net code for showing you where stuff is a whole added. Yep. And not any fun. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, if we were doing that, we would be hiring someone who was good at that to, sure. to do it. You know, it's. um, Yeah, I don't know, man. Universe of loathing. <laughs> everything of loathing. BMX says, what is your favorite small detail in West of Loathing? Hmm. There is, I was going back uh, through some stuff that I had written a while ago, and there was a very nice little pun that I had written that I'm, I'm pretty pleased with. That was, uh, there's, a, there's a little random encounter where you're traveling through the desert and, and you encounter just a wrecked ship in the middle of the desert, and the narrator says... Uh, since this isn't a beach, you can't say that this ship has been beached, but you also can't say it's deserted because there's somebody in it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good. I think my favorite small detail is a joke of yours that I found a couple days ago uh, looking at that offhand reward for the uh, catacombs. Oh, the quest. sensor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. I hadn't, 
I hadn't pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I hadn't put two and two together there until Zach uh, mentioned it. But that was pretty. That's pretty good. Uh, this is recent, but I, I really like the rain effect. Oh yeah, yeah. It's real hard to find. Yeah, it's at the it's, end of some long ass chains. Yeah. Uh, to, it's, it's the desert. It doesn't rain a lot. Yeah. We could just make it be raining somewhere else, but like it's a big deal when it ha- it's like yeah. it's very surprising when it happens. I mean, except now we've told everybody about it. Well, sure. Um, they, there's there's so much surprising stuff before that point that we have specifically not spoiled, so I'm fine with that. I like the area I finalized yesterday. Yep, that's pretty um, great. I like what that area means, <clears throat> and there are some cool puzzles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the game is not like. I still haven't with figured puzzles? out the rest of that one of yours. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I didn't either. I kind of bounced off of it. I got. I got. With, I got to which that, one? That the one the, the grant the granny oh, okay. the granny puzzle. Yeah. Oh, okay. that one. No, yeah. I mean the. Oh, I liked the. the I liked the. I liked the cemetery one. I I got through that and enjoyed it. That's definitely more of a like puzzled pint vibe. Yeah. 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 Um. And the puzzles are all pretty different. I think that's yeah, good and yeah. good and wise. Uh, gosh, Bosbert says there are no monsters in the Goblin Phylum that are interesting for ascending. Please make a goblin that is interesting in that regard. <laughs> I don't know what a um an interesting it, goblin. That's what. That well, is and saying. what does that mean for ascending? Yeah, like, what does it mean to be? I mean, because you don't really mess with goblin stuff very much in the course of a normal run, and that, is it just because? The Cobb's Knob stuff is overly optimizable to where you don't actually have to play. Yeah, I mean, is it because you want this? You want stuff that comes out of a Goblin Phylum monster, but you don't want to ever actually fight one. Is that what that means? I'm I'm just I'm just confused as to what the the basis of this question is. Dirt Trump says, "Would someone sort the list for the Aston Martin's food and booze converter?" <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good idea. It's it's um. What is it right now? Probably my sequel order or oh God, maybe no. your inventory <laughs> order. I don't know. Oh. Or item ID order. I mean, that like any of those would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> Lord of Cake says no June podcast then. Hope West of Wilding is coming along smoothly. It is. It is coming along smoothly. Yeah. It's so, and so, sorry. And, yeah. Sorry. We haven't been doing any KOL podcasts. We're just like not working on KOL and it's, we didn't have anything to talk about. And it's like, well, we could spend this hour like kind of trying to awkwardly apologize for not paying enough attention to KOL or we could spend it finishing West of Loathing so we can get back to, you know, a, a healthier work work balance. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't want to go back to working on KOL just because of the way the back-end tools are after this, though. You just... I think you had a bad experience today. I did. Man, nothing was working. Nothing was working. And I was having to do a thing that I think is really boring anyway. <laughs> um, so, it's... You know, we've had to... We've dedicated so many calories to f- promotional shit. You hot stuff more than more than any of the rest of us, but um, me more than I wanted to. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> Writing some fucking marketing copy. Yep, it's good. Uh, we've all we've all been putting on a bunch of different hats. It's good. Yeah, I mean, and it seems to be going well. Like the the trailer and announcement release got like some press. Like it's minor, but it's some press, and it was like right away. You know, yep. it's like the I didn't realize that original trailer is up to like twenty three thousand views. The the announcement teaser. Yep, and the, the you know the new one was like. 600 as of a couple hours in 
So, and I think Facebook will bounce it around some more. But, yeah, I hope we sell enough copies of this game to, like, really, for real, stay in business. <laughs> That's what I hope. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. It would, yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> yeah. I love it that I can just go to the doctor and, <laughs> that, you know? I I think I think if we can get a bunch of people who used to play KOL to be aware of this, that a significant fraction of them will be interested in it and, and pick it up and play it, and that will be enough. But it's just... Because the game just doesn't look like anything to anybody who's just not familiar with KOL. It looks like... To look at screenshots, you mean? Screenshots are like just yeah, like anything. It just it looks ridiculous, right? And you have to you have to be willing to suspend your like prejudices for like ten minutes to be like, oh, actually, this is really funny, and then and then you'll be you'll be into it, I think. And it's not for everybody. I mean, we definitely had people come up at PAX who like sat down and played it for ten minutes and like walked away and were like, yeah, that was like really reassuringly rare, though. Yeah, it did not happen. Uh, The old RRR, they're really reassuringly rare. <laughs> but uh but yeah it's just it's like getting a hold of all the old KOL players yeah know? and like not all of them are, are interested in playing a game on Steam or whatever but but enough should be that if we can do that I think we'll be okay but that's where like y- you listener could help out and especially when the game comes out in you know a short small number of weeks from now uh you print out these street team posters. Yeah, just, go glue just them like, to the faces of your friends from junior high. When the game comes out if if you can like literally just help us just, just buy get, like get a the... thousand copies <laughs> each yeah sure okay but that okay that would be the easiest way to help us the second <laughs> easiest way to help us would be to just like just uh help spread the message and like help you know make sure all your friends know about it and stuff and i don't want to i don't want to alarm people like we're gonna be fine but if yeah. this game does does well it could it could be the beginning of like a very exciting second act for yeah. the studio and that like there's no reason it couldn't right it just we need a little bit of luck and we need to you know keep busting our asses and and yep. uh yeah i mean it's you know it's good like even you know a few weeks away from release i feel better about this game than i ever felt about word realms <laughs> <laughs> even even in what's supposed to be like the absolute I mean, like trough a, of that's despair that's not a tall bar but <laughs> it's not it's not but there was never there was never a point when i didn't like understand that this was going to be a thing that we would be very proud of mm-hmm. and even if it doesn't sell well i still am very proud of it like we've got, I mean, clearly there's a, still a bunch of things that are broken and like issues and stuff like that. But, but the feedback has been largely very positive. Yeah. People have played. So, but they're also sampling most, mostly our friends. Yeah. So like it, it, the harsh, the harsh realities will come when, when it's just available for sale to the public. Right. And we need to give it to like, people, people who hate have, us. Yeah. People who have never played KOL and don't know what to expect. Yeah. And that's going to be... I mean, that said, people's reactions when we show it at PAXs and stuff are typically things that are very heartwarming to me. Yeah. Like, people get into it, you know? There's just something about stick figures that are heartwarming. I don't know if it's just because that's what you drew when you were a kid or or what, but it's hard to to dislike a good-looking stick figure. It's got to be something in understanding comics that explains our success, (laughs) right? Yeah, maybe we could uh, get Scott McCloud to 
give us a shout out. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> we've we've taken your book and we've put it to practice. That's mm-hmm. right. We need to put out a box copy so that it can have quotes on the cover from Scott McCloud and the XKCD guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Randall Monroe. All right, guys. Uh, I imagine Jim is. There's a message from Jim somewhere saying he's outside and ready to go have uh, go have dinner in anticipation of video games hot dog episode number two hundred ninety four four two hundred ninety four. Um, so thank you for uh, thank you for the questions that you sent in for the King yeah. of Loathing podcast. Thank you for your uh, continued interest in our studio and its products. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for being cool. Yeah. Thanks for just being a cool gang of you've been cool rad. gang of coolos. Thank you for being a friend, even though <laughs> I didn't you travel around you the world and back again. You're something, something. You're a pal and a confidant. That's right. I'm sorry I called you culos. I, I didn't mean <laughs> Mexican buttholes. Except for those of you who are Mexican buttholes. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>